Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast, Episode 9. And tonight we're listening to Welcome to Night Vale, Episode 72, Well of Night. We're going to go listen to the episode, and we encourage you to listen to it, because as usual, when we come back, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. See you in a minute. Good to see that Cecil is getting out and having a social life. Isn't that I nice? I think it's very nice. It is true. It is very, very good. I thought, and he had a good time, even when he hadn't expected that it was going to be fun. He just thought he was going to be a little uncomfortable. Well, I noticed something with Night Vale that I hadn't thought about before. They've pointed out how to make something creepy, you have everything normal, but one thing that's off, and that becomes mm-hmm. very unsettling. In a yeah. lot of these episodes, it's and a huge amount of strangeness, but there'll be at least one thing that everyone can identify with. And in this case, oh. it's that that concept of going to some kind of event, probably weren't willing to go, or it wasn't your idea, you're really not sure that you're going to enjoy yourself, and then you end up having a great time. And everyone's right. being really nice, nobody's being judgy, because you're the new person there. It's nice. It's nice. And, uh, you know, you've really hit on something. You're absolutely right, because there were a few times when it happened where, yeah, all these things are completely strange but then you have one thing that comes out of it that's completely normal and that's i mean in the one way it makes things creepy to have everything be normal and have that one thing be off but to have everything be really creepy and have that one little thing that's normal it's like oh i can identify with all of this now that's cool (laughs) (laughs) it speaks to me definitely so the episode started out with cecil talking about how he didn't get much sleep last night because this chanting kept waking him up it didn't wake up carlos because carlos can apparently sleep through everything you know the normal night noises construction the god-awful screeching that the sun makes just (laughs) all the usual things about urban living that you kind of get adjusted to but I think last night was a little bit worse I mean the chanting was really loud and it was this kind of chant that he couldn't figure out what the words were but it was really kind of addictive yeah 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 he thought it was very intriguing but it's still he was hoping that it wouldn't continue tonight because he wanted to be able to get some sleep but we started out with the community calendar one of my one of my favorites I always like the community calendar actually I think what do you think out of all the little segments on the show, I think the horoscope's always my favorite, mm-hmm. but I do like a community calendar. Yep, I like the corrections, too. They haven't done corrections in a while, so hopefully they'll no. bring that back. That's true, that's true. But on the community calendar on Wednesday, Dark Isle Records is holding a seance. They're going to try to contact Taylor Swift. <laughs> so that was, that was all kind it's, of fun. It's like the anniversary of the time when she was born into a human body for, I think, the 15th time. Yeah, yeah. they want to talk about one of her records from the 1800s, because Dark Owl Records is running out of records that nobody else has ever heard of, and so they figured Taylor Swift might have some ideas for obscurity that they can tell everybody else that they're not cool enough to listen to. Yeah, I guess basically, if it can't be something that no one's heard of, it can be something that everyone's forgotten. Yeah, that works. Yeah, actually, that really, but that's practically a t-shirt moment right there. It's very <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, I, what else is going on? Was it Thursday that the Nightvale Community Theater is going to do Mammoth's play Oleana? Yeah, yeah, without any words or stage direction, though. No, it's just... very 1990s to do plays with words. Yeah, plays with words in English? I mean, just that's no. a couple of decades ago, so we need to catch up with the time. So the play's basically going to feature uh, a whole lot of actors juggling things and eating things like 
candles or rats or yeah, fruit. Yeah. yeah, and you can show up without having any kind of theater experience at all, but make sure you do have to bring your own candles and your own rodents. But they will provide fruit if you want fruit. Because they're <laughs> professionals, darn it. Yes. I liked Friday, though. The vague yet menacing government agency is holding a fireworks show, but as it turns out, it's a covert and secret show. So you need to stay inside and close all the windows and doors and have a picnic in the panic room or something. You're not allowed to see these fireworks. Well, I'm sure they'll be spectacular. We could just imagine how nice they'll be. Or, or is that also against the rules? Secret, uh, the, the yeah, they get menacing a uh, government agency might probably have a problem with people imagining it too. Forget I said anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> I liked Saturday though. Saturday's over before it even begun. Seriously, it was like over months ago and nobody has any idea where it went. <laughs> Uh, let's see, um, a little bit of a update about the chanting going on. Apparently, it's uh, happening down by the old well. And, you know, they call it the old well. It's only been there for a couple of days, but it's been a long week. Yeah, seriously. It's apparently been really hot and everybody's just over it. And I'm, I'm over here in San Diego going, oh, my God, me too. It's off. I, of course, I told you that it was really hot. And you're like, uh-huh. seriously. Yeah, because normally when it's really hot for her, it's, you know, in the high 80s. And over here for right. me, it's like broke 100. Oh. Yeah, no, it was actually, it was seriously in the 90s this week. So, of course, me and some friends went out to the desert where it topped out at 109 at one point. I don't know. It made sense at the time, but we had fun. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> But apparently the, the people who were around the old well who have been chanting, some people have sort of clustered around the well and their eyes have disappeared, become grown over by skin, and their hair has sort of receded into their heads. And they're chanting, but it, as it turns out, they're chanting, sometimes it's well of night, well of night. But then it, it changed at one point and they're saying, well of life. So it's very... Very, very catchy. I don't know. I mean, more on that as it progresses. So I liked the traffic report today. The traffic report was, they really didn't mean for any of that to happen. They didn't mean for anything to happen at all, ever. (laughs) Can you understand how this could happen to just about anybody? And then the emergency service vehicles are going to be out there with emergency service and hugs and empathy for everyone affected by the accident. So. And there I, you go. I think done. that's good, actually. I think that's a little bit more than most people normally get. You don't get a whole lot of free hugs or empathy in most times with traffic incidents. No, it's true. It's very true. The traffic department also had a public service announcement for everybody. It was, and I wrote this down because I thought it was very cool, buckle up, hunker down, forget everything, remember everything, open your eyes to what's really going on. Don't you see what's really going on? And then it just kind of summed up with sheeple. <laughs> We need to have that as like printed out as like one of those very generic government sort of forms for what you should do in certain situations and it's all printed out like that. I think, you know, fan artists, if you want to get on that, that'd be awesome. At least the first three parts of it, that was my favorite part. The buckle up, hunker down, forget everything. Seems like it applies to a lot (laughs) of things in Night Vale. Yeah, it works well for everyone. But then we actually got an appearance from Deb the Sentient Patch of Haze. Love Deb the Sentient Patch of Haze. She was on the live show, the last one that uh, that we got to go see. Very nice, very nice. And And she was actually talking about, you know, it's back to school time. So if you need school supplies like pens and pencils and falconry gear and repelling equipment, it might be overwhelming, but there's one place you can go. Joanne's Fabrics. And Cecil (laughs) tries to start disputing that with her about the idea that isn't Joanne's Fabrics just fabrics? And Deb says, 
no, that's not true at all. Why would you even say that? She's like, well, I thought it was the name. I can't even talk to you right now. <laughs> that's true. I wonder, I imagine Joanne Fabrics has probably had to try and like change their campaigns or something because I've actually gone in there. They really do have a lot of crap in there. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's like a Michael's just heavier on the fabrics. So you really that's true. pens and pencils. I don't know if you get repelling gear there, but maybe you could make your own repelling gear. Oh, well, the first thing that caught my attention in that list of back to school supplies was the falconry gear. Now I thought oh. it would be awesome to be taking archery classes in high school. Oh. Can you imagine needing falconry gear? That would be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. But towards the end, we had just a weird thing happen. You know, Deb's arguing with Cecil as usual and all of a sudden, this very strange, low, deep voice comes in, sort of picking up the rest of the promo, promo, except Cecil and Deb have no idea what it is. And it was really creepy sounding, too. I think that's the only time we've ever heard Deb getting freaked out by something. She actually bolted from the station. Oh, yeah, seriously. She took off as fast as a sentient patch of haze can, I suppose, but... And nobody talked about what that was at all. We go into more information about the old well and that a ray of darkness has come from it. And Cecil seems to like it. And his the skin is growing out down over his eyes, but he can see more clearly. And, and his hair is receding into his skull, but it just feels so right. And he starts chanting, well of night, well of light. He's going to run out there and join the chanting at the well. And you hear him leaving the station, well of night, well of light. And this pause. And then he comes back. Oh, before I forget, let me take you to the weather. Well of night. Well of life. <laughs> He's such a consummate professional. He is so awesome. So we go to the weather. And I kind of liked it. Everything was all right. You know, it had a couple lyrics in there that I was like, ugh. <laughs> it was sort of gross. But um, it was Children of God by Andrew Jackson Jihad. It was catchy, was I thought. Yeah. You know what? It's All right. So this is going to sound really weird. It was almost like an Irish rock song, except he didn't have an Irish accent. That's how I thought of it. I know that doesn't make any sense at all, but there was something about it that really, oh, all he needs is an Irish accent and it'd be an Irish rock song. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's very unusual. I've, I'm glad you picked up on that because I totally missed it. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. But anyway. And we come back and Cecil is in such a good mood because he had a great time and he, he was did. a little worried when he got dragged there because it's been years since he was inducted against his will into a cult or a chanting circle or something and he right. thought he'd be out of practice and he'd be the odd man out everybody was so welcoming everybody started yeah. dancing it wasn't too long before somebody drew some blood from his neck and everybody cheered and then someone turned yeah. into a bird and they all went down into the well and they hung out and chanted for a while and somebody was catching up on baseball and somebody was enjoying the hummus that someone else brought so it all sounded like it was just really really he just he'd been so worried that he was going to look foolish and he just had a great time though he hopes that it never happens again because the second experience would be ruined by the perfection of nostalgia i'm like mm, deep that's <laughs> very deep also another thing that i identify with you hear oh, yes. something yeah. like that and think it's true isn't it you do kind of mm -hmm. want the really best things maybe you don't need to have them happen again because it just isn't going to match up with the nostalgia yeah yeah but he came back and the only thing that was different you know getting back to the station was that now he's wearing a black plastic poncho cat ears and yellow galoshes <laughs> the first thing i thought is cosplay bait <laughs> 
It really was. They're taunting the cosplayers again. They yes. are. I think they're doing that on purpose now. They, yeah, they really yeah, want to start seeing like, somebody wearing some of Cecil's outfits. Yeah. And Cecil at first was like, you know, this, obviously this is not what I was wearing because I don't have yellow galoshes. Mine are orange. Maybe these are orange. I don't know. The light in the studio is weird. Yeah, this is what I was wearing when I got up this morning. So. <laughs> Very clever. But uh, he doesn't really remember any of the people that was in the chanting circle. It's just, no. just remembers them fond, remembers the sensation of enjoying himself, which I think is yeah. just the next best thing. So, But the yeah. the well itself is now completely gone. There's just like a slightly soft pink indentation where it used to be. And there's a sign that's been posted by the Vegat Medicine Government Agency, I think. And it says, yeah. nothing unusual happened here or will happen here. You have been photographed reading this plaque. What were you hoping to learn? <laughs> that is fan art bait right there. Yeah, Someone needs to make that awesome. friggin' sign. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, yes. But that was the end of the episode. You know, nice, short and sweet, very, very Night Vale-like episode. You know, it was great. And the one thing that was occurring to me, I'm sure that everyone was glad that Carlos didn't go to this because we cannot have Carlos without his perfect, perfect hair. So that would be good. Yes. Well, that would have dragged Cecil completely out of the experience if his perfect, yeah. perfect hair had gotten sucked back into his scalp. No, no. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it'd come back after everybody went back to normal, but still wouldn't be worth it. No, got to have that perfect hair. So what have you been up to this week? Uh, went to Jordan Lake yesterday and enjoyed the lovely North Carolina weather. So anyone out there who's never been to Jordan Lake, you should re- probably really go. Nice, and nice. have caught up with, uh, I've started season three of uh, The Walking Dead. Right. So, so what did you think at the end of season two? Well, uh, I remember asking you when exactly we were going to find out what the heck Jenner had whispered to Rick as they were leaving the CDC building. And so mm-hmm. we get to find out that everybody's oh. infected. And that was something that you learned at the second to the last episode of season two, when he ends up having to kill Shane and Shane comes back. And I, I knew yeah. something was up with the fact that Shane had killed that you know guy that they had taken prisoner. But then he comes back as a zombie. I'm like, wait a minute. Did Shane lead him to some rogue zombie to bite him? And how did this happen that fast? Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Okay. so that's like that all the questions are completely answered. That it doesn't matter if, you know, obviously if a walker bites you, it's going to kill you and you're going to come back as a walker. But it doesn't matter. You could be killed by completely normal means and you're still going to come back as a walker. So, yep. so I've watched two episodes of season three and now Lori's, of course, terrified that what if the baby's stillborn? What if it's dead now? <laughs> Suddenly oh, she's God. got, she's carrying a walker. This is bad. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I, I was talking with Nathan because he comes in to watch the episodes every once in a while. He's kind of done with zombies, so it's not his favorite yeah. thing. Yeah. But it's not quite as elegant of a transformation of a character that you saw in Breaking Bad with Walt. You know, his character right. just transformed so amazingly in that show. But you really have seen a transformation of Rick's character. I mean, he's yeah. definitely gone to the point where making sure the entire group survives outweighs everything else. Outweighs yeah. stuff that could happen to other people. Outweighs whether or not people like him. Outweighs the fact that now there are a lot of people in his group who are probably terrified of him. So yeah. it's... Yeah. 
<laughs> just wait until you get some of the current episodes. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna see some more stuff. <laughs> well, they're in the prison now, and we've already run into some other convicts. Not all of the convicts escaped Rick, so you know they yeah. didn't really survive that experience. No, no, but. Yeah. So the two things that are up with me, I started reading China Mavel's newest book of short stories. And you remember in one of his book of short stories, he does the weirdest things where you're like, where does he come up with these ideas? Well, in one of his other short story books, you have the houses that are fighting each other. They disappear in and out of existence. Now that I haven't, I, I keep hoping that we'll get another story in that sort of world, but we haven't. But there have been two stories so far where I'm like, where the hell did he come up with this? And one is called, I think it's like The Condition of the New Death, and it is so short, and it is worth the entire price of the book so far. Really? Just from the fact that I'm like, how the hell did he come up with this idea? And it is so creepy and so well-written. So China Mieville, I believe it's called The Three Last Moments of the Explosion, something like that, but um, really just, just recently came out. Great! It's really great. But then the other thing, as I told you... Drink! Sorry. <laughs> Everyone drink! Sorry. Um, the other thing I was telling you, you know, it's been really hot in San Diego, and for some reason me and my friends decided to go out to the desert and take pictures, and we went out to San Bernardino, and if you look up Elmer's Bottle Tree Ranch, it is so fantastic. It is, apparently what happened is, this guy, when he was a kid, I guess maybe his father was probably a little bit of a hoarder, and they would go out and just collect stuff in the desert, collect things and collect a lot of bottles. And when his father passed away, he didn't really know what he was going to do with all of it. So what he's done is he makes these huge stands that are kind of like hat racks almost, like a big central metal pole with little spikes kind of coming off of it, and he hangs a bottle on each spike. And there are probably hundreds in this little kind of fenced-in area, and in addition to that, there's like old typewriters. There's an old, looks like an old trumpet, um, uh, adding machines, pieces of beads and necklaces and statuary. And it is, it is just, and then whirligigs. Like, what was the name of the outsider artist from North Carolina who passed away a little while ago? Uh, guy's name was Wallace Simpson. And uh, everyone, the, the official name of it was Whirligig Park. But everyone... Right around the area who'd ever seen it referred to it as Acid Park because he would do all the whirly gigs and great big sta stands and all this stuff and all covered with bicycle reflectors. So at yeah. night, it was pretty strange. And it sounds like this bottle park is about yeah. about that level of bizarre, beautifully bizarre or bizarrely beautiful. Pick one. Yeah, yeah. Except I think Acid Park would obviously be best seen at night mm -hmm. to appreciate all the reflectors. This is definitely a daytime thing. I mean, it was seriously, it topped out at about 109 out there. And you just didn't care. I just, we out there for like an hour, just wandering around. I took so many photographs. It's, I know that I can't even get close to capturing all of it, but you just come around a corner and you're like, oh my God, look at this. And oh, look at what he's done over here. And oh, this is so neat. And I can't even, I can't even begin. If you're ever out in the area, not that, not that there's any reason for you to be out in the area. It is in the middle of nowhere, but it's off of the one section of the Route 66, which was what we were doing also out there was to just, we found an abandoned building and took pictures of it and stuff like that. And on the way back, we went to that one place, Cab Cabrazon Dinosaurs? I can't remember. It's just, there's a couple giant dinosaur statues out there. We just took pictures. There's a museum, but it costs seven bucks to get in. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm just going to take pictures of the dinosaurs and go home. But anyway, so yeah. 
I really was hoping that I would channel some Night Vale energies from being out in the desert, but it didn't ever quite feel like that. I don't know. Didn't a lot get of the... weirdness and a lot of strangeness, but not a Night Vale strangeness. Not, not creepy, per se, it sounds like. No, no, not quite. Not quite. Well, yeah, but to... it was still good times. Trying to think of other stuff, uh, geeky stuff that I've been doing. Finally caught up with More Than Meets the Eye and Windblade and that one-shot issue uh, Combiner Hunters. So yes, all very yes. good. Really enjoying all of those stories. Really enjoying the artwork on all of those. Oh, yes. But Fabulous. just... You were, you were the one who told me, because I hadn't read More Than Meets the Eye issue 43 yet, mm-hmm. and you were the one who pointed something out, and I'm so glad you did beforehand. It's... Who's, is it Swerve's avatar? It's Skids. Skids, Skids. when he has his holomatter avatar. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it'll be shaped, it's apparently supposed to be shaped based on your subconscious or something, I think. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and so the very first time that we ever got to see it, it was shaped like the 11th Doctor, but then in this issue, it was shaped like the 9th Doctor, which... Thank God you told me. I don't know that I would have recognized it if I hadn't been looking out for it. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that's totally Christopher Eccleston. That's awesome. And I think it was Nightbeat. It really looks like what they were going for was that his Hollow Matter avatar looked like Idris Elba, which would basically be oh. Luther from the Luther TV show, who's a police officer. So Nightbeat, detective. Uh, I would love to take credit for coming up with all this stuff but it's actually from the transformers wiki page which is yes every time i read a transformers comic i read the comic i go read the wikipedia page on the transformers wikipedia and then i go back to the comic and read it again to see all the stuff that they pointed out that i missed the first time and it's like when you watch a movie and then you go to imdb and check out the trivia page you know there's just these clever clever as hell people out there who pick up on all this stuff it's just so cool oh yes and uh in this case they did point out uh, what the Hall of Matter avatars looked like. So I nice. was very glad. But I did it did look like it did look like the ninth doctor. I mean I kind of picked up on that. But they said yeah. as far as Nightbeat's avatar, they said that Sure, having him appear as Sherlock would probably be a bit too on the nose. So I'm like, oh yeah. my goodness, I want a Hall of Matter avatar that looks like Benedict Cumberbatch, and I want it that now. For the purposes of the story, it worked really well, but I remember it was one of the very early episodes of More Than Meets the Eye, because it was back in the very, very early sort of Transformers reboot in the comic days when you had all those avatars and ratchets look like that particular one, and then early on in the More Than Meets the Eye, I think it was Ratchet who was saying something like, it's terribly energy consumptive, we could never get the hair right, and it's just not really fashionable anymore to use these things. So you don't see them very, very often, but I really, I like it when they do it. And it's a little bit, it was a very, in a way, it was like a human-heavy episode, but it wasn't because they were all actually Transformers. So I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, well, if you go check out the Transformers Wikipedia page about that, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of little in-jokes about different TV shows and various things with, you know, the author and the artist were obviously laughing about all of this. So I think they had way too much fun on this. But that's all for this week. And please send us fan art. We always love fan art. And Tumblr has just been a wealth of fan art lately, but I don't have any examples today. Though I will say, if you want something fun on Facebook, there is a Citizens of Night Vale group, but it's a private group. So you have to subscribe to it. And those guys are really on the money with the things that they post in there. All sorts of very, I don't, it must be kind of administrative moderated, I suppose, that if there's anything in there that's too not t- 
topical, they'll probably get rid of it. But um, I really, I, those guys do good work. They do very yeah. good work. And if you want another resource for Night Vale, you should check out the Cecil Speaks Tumblr page, which is, I, I, I only just stumbled across this today. I think it's done by the Welcome to Night Vale organization crew whatever you call it. It's the transcripts of every episode. That's what the Tumblr page is for. That's darn handy, especially for all of these t-shirt moments and fan art bait and all of this stuff. You can go back and look and see exactly what the heck they said in the episode. Or you could just listen to the episode again. I mean, that wouldn't be a hardship. That'd be fine. Yeah. Very, very cool. And also, if it isn't done by the Nightfield people, we apologize. Damn it! Drink! (laughs) (laughs) If it isn't done by the Night Vale people and you're listening and you're the one who does it, please weigh in. We'd love to hear from you. That'd be awesome. We'll even get you on this podcast. That will be a thing. We will. You can be a guest. We will totally do that. No, no problem at all. So we probably better let you go so you can open the window so you don't, you know, melt in there. Yeah, and it doesn't seem to have helped having the window closed. You can still hear all the traffic. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) We will see everybody in two weeks. Talk to y'all later.